What's up, guys? My name is Dylan Janaja, and welcome to 808 Mindset, the podcast where I give you the rundown on your favorite hip-hop and R&B artists, settle the controversial debates of the rap community, and tell you why you should be listening to these superstars. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Lil Uzi Vert, the 29-time platinum North Philly rapper who has skyrocketed to stardom in the past few years through his hit singles Exo Tour Life, Sauce It Up, Erase Your Social, P's and Q's, and many more. I can't wait to get into this one, and I hope you guys are ready too, because it's time to get into the 808 Mindset. So I wanted to start off with a bit of background information about Uzi. So Uzi's from North Philly, uh, relative, relatively close to where I'm from. But um, many people like to see him, well, I'm quoting from all music, as a combo of Young Thug, Chief Keef, and the ASAP Mob, which makes sense since he's heavily affiliated with all three of them. Um, he blew up in around 2016. So Uzi blew up in 2016 with Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World, which was an amazing album. Uh, in my opinion, almost no skips, uh, plenty of bangers in the album, and since then, he's released a ton of singles that have really, really helped his cause. Like, I can go on with these ones. Uh, if we're talking recently, Myron, Part 2, then you got Exo Tour Life, Don't Forget About 20 Minutes, Sanguine Paradise, Do What I Want, Money Longer, Dark Queen, Sauce It Up, New Paddock, He Was Right, Erase Your Social, P's and Q's, The Way Life Goes, and I could keep going because this guy is a superstar. Um... He's so far released six projects, four EPs, two studio albums. Uh, I'm counting one of those EPs is the deluxe album of his most recent album, Eternal Take. So his deluxe was Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World 2. And basically, he's had a very, very fast rise to stardom in the community. And he's gathered a an enormous fan base. He's got around, right now, 20 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And I just want to say as a disclaimer going forward in this podcast, most of everything I'm talking about is going to be based off uh, Spotify. So albums, songs, EPs, stats, they're going to be based off Spotify numbers. Now, I know SoundCloud is another really big platform and iTunes as well that pull in lots of numbers for these artists. But uh, Spotify is just the most convenient for me and it's what I'm going to be using. So in terms of the agenda of what we're going to be talking about, Uzi, my goal here is to convince you as to why you should be listening to Lil Uzi Vert. The big question here is why should someone... I've never heard of this guy before. Why should I be listening to Lil Uzi Vert? And I'm going to answer that for you. So basically what I've done is I've ranked all his albums. And we're going to go through each individual album, go over all the songs, the production, everything about it, why I ranked it in such position. Also for each album, I've included the songs for a good reputation, which are the songs I think are the best on the album that I think would give the album a good name. And then I've also included one shelved song or the song that I think that Uzi should not have included on this album. After that, we're going to talk about his lyricism a bit because I can tell you Uzi's extremely versatile. And then the final verdict. I'll give him a grade, a letter grade, and a number grade. And basically, what I really think about Lil Uzi, my honest recommendations, and anything else about him going forward. All right, let's get this going here. So Uzi has produced, obviously, two studio albums, uh, Love is Rage 2 and Eternal Take. And then he has one deluxe album, which we're going to include here, which is Lil Uzi vs. The World 2. And then, obviously... The three EPs, Love is Rage, Lil Uzi vs. The World, and The Perfect Love Tape. So I've ranked these four or six projects, one through six, six being the worst, one being the best. And I'm just going to justify my reasoning for each one and make my case for why I put one in such position. So let's get it going. And at number six and last place, I have Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World 2. Now, this was obviously the deluxe album of Eternal Take, which was Uzi's most recent album. It was feature heavy. 
there were a ton of features. You got Chief Keef on there, 21 Savage, Future, Young Thug, Gunna, Lil Durk, Young Nudie, and Nav as well. So those are a lot of big name features. That's a lot of potential already. If you're looking at the album before you even listen to it and you see all these features, the expectations are already high. The bar is set super high just purely because of the quality of rap or what should have been made should have been album of the year undebatable. It should have been undebatable with these features and with Uzi's track record. Now, this did not go as planned. Or at least for me, if I was Uzi, this album did not go as I wanted it to go. This did not live up to, this, to Uzi's normal standards. This album was overhyped for about two years. And I know many people think this was eternal take in general, not excluding the deluxe or with the deluxe. Many people think it was a very, very good album, but for those who have really listened to Uzi's sound and know what he can do and listen to him on his better projects and the, the type of songs, they're just, they're very different from what he produced in his, uh, in Eternal Take. And honestly, you can't blame him considering the amount of leaks of the album. Like, I remember seeing uh, Dropbox offers from all these people on different platforms just with so many, so many different Uzi leaks. And it, and, and it, at, well, at some point, it's got to get tough for the artist. Because it, you got to feel like at some point, everything you, everything you make is getting leaked. However, we have to keep that in mind, obviously. So obviously that hinges his performance. But he can still make good music. And he can still figure out a way not to get it leaked. Now with these features, and on paper, this album looks like it's going to be mixed. And honestly, if, if I'm not even blaming Uzi for this poor performance in my opinion the production is what was really flawed now uzi obviously didn't have many of his usual suspect producers on the tape like molly raw i know the cardi whole cardi b for that as well or none of the producers that i would like to see him work with obviously i'd love to see uzi and metro do something together like just like they used to with like baby are you home and stuff uzi and london on the track i think would flow with really well and obviously uzi with anyone from the 808 mafia sounds amazing um in my opinion, the melodies on these beats, and I'm going to dissect the beats on these ones. For most of the beats, the melodies were really, really good. But the problem is when the drums came in, they just didn't hit, in my opinion. Either 808 notes were off, for me at least, or the drums just, you know, they didn't go the way that the listener would want them to. And in general, this the, the production quality is not as high as it should have been for someone like Lil Uzi. Um, aside from the potential... And the high standards that this didn't reach. There are some songs that are that I would say give the album a good rep. So Myron, that's not a bad song. It's it's not a bad song. Moon Relate is is alright. I'd say Moon Relate is probably probably the best song on the deluxe album. And ironically enough, there's no feature. Uh, Come This Way is solid as well. And Got the Guap. I think Got the Guap is with Young Thug. Uh, I think all four of those songs are solid songs. And if I were a listener for the first time going to listen to Lil Uzi vs. The World 2, I would probably listen to those four songs first because that would already give you a pretty good impression of the album, but I wouldn't let it deceive you. There are some other good songs, though. No Auto, Feet Little Dirk was not bad. Um, yes, Sersky with 21 Savage was all right, but for the most part, uh, I was a little disappointed because especially I, so I'm personally a large, a very big Future fan, and I was really looking forward to What's Up, the song... Uzi with Uzi collabed with the future because 
historically, Uzi and Future are very good together. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't even think it was either of them who ruined it. It was just a production for me that kind of ruined this album. Now, the one song I would shelve if I was Uzi, I would say it would have to be Lotus on this album. Now, when Lotus starts, the melody is top notch. And there is already, the second you turn it on, infinite amounts of potential, uh, potential with, this, with this beat and with this song. He could have made this a straight up banger. In my opinion, the 808s just did not hit the right notes. The 808 was consistently on one note, and on top of that, uh, the song gets a bit repetitive after a while, even though the melody is really good. Um, it's simply the production, and I, I entirely blame the production for making this album Uzi's worst album to date. And now here's the thing, though. This may be Uzi's worst album, but at the end of the day, it was still not bad. Like, I've heard much worse. Uzi, this was still a decent album. It's just, compared to Lil Uzi's normal standards, this was not the best. This was not his best work. And coming in at number five, I have Eternal A Take, or Uzi's most recent album. Now, we all know this album was incredibly hyped up. For two years, everyone was waiting and waiting, waiting on this album. And seriously, Uzi was on his Travis Scott vibes with this one except his product was far worse than Travis Scott's album. Astroworld was 10 times better. There was only one feature actually on the entire project from this singer named Sid. He was actually quite good. Uh, his song with Uzi was called Urgency. But at the end of the day, this album, and I'm surprised that I have this album above Lil Uzi vs. The World 2 because considering that Uzi had that many features on that album, and yet he still managed to make a better project all by himself, uh, it says something, and it shows his real versatility. Now, the diversity on this album, the diversity of songs, it was very, 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 it was a big mixed bunch. It was a whole melting pot, all right? Because some songs, you had traditional Uzi. You had, like, the 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 old-sounding Uzi, like, on Venetia, uh, Low Main. Those were songs that kind of gave you some nostalgia about 2016, 2017 Uzi. But then you had kind of the songs like silly watch pop or you better move that really get into that lit vibe or those uh concert type uh beats with those really distorted 808s and the like consistent low melodies and stuff but then you also had some like different type different type of vibe songs like celebration station or i'm sorry and bigger than life uzi's starting to get more on guitar beats which is something he usually doesn't do so this in terms of diversity on this album or in terms of song quality it was solid um, it was solid. I think the reason that I rank it at fifth primarily is because it did not live up to the standards that people had set it at. And I, that's obviously not Uzi's part. But at the end of the day, Uzi's rapping was fine on this album. It was a production issue once again. The melodies of these beats on this album. And now for people who don't know, the melodies is the actual instruments being played. It's everything except the drums, basically, the melodies on a beat. So the melody is... Like, if it's a piano beat, the melody is the piano and stuff. If it's a guitar beat, the melody is the guitar. So, the melodies on these beats were really, really good. They were elite level. But, I think the production here, the drums, just didn't match up with what they could have been. Um, for me, Uzi sounds best on those Molly Raw 2016 Lil Uzi vs. The World drums, you know. Starting off with the little tiny intro to give you a sneak peek of the melody, going into that hard sub bass with the lower melody, which is obviously automated lower, and then coming back with a bam, big hitting hi-hats. 
and just really loud trappy drums and i think uzi thrives on those types of beats um but i think this album would have been met with much better criticism by others and myself if it wasn't hyped up so much i think if uzi you know a couple weeks before just announced yeah i'm dropping an album and he dropped this i would probably rate it maybe a little bit higher but at the end of the day it was an okay project overall and it does show uzi's versatility but at the end of the day it's 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 nothing special and now obviously you have the case with uzi similar to playboy cardi he's got a bunch of fans and look i am a huge uzi fan but I'm not one of these fans. Some of his fans, any music he puts out is automatically good. Now, obviously, that's great to have in a fan base, but in terms of looking from a musical perspective or a critical perspective, that's not always the best because they can't seem to see where Uzi flaws or where Uzi makes mistakes. So that's part of the reason why the backlash toward this album was primarily positive. There was a positive response to this album, and it's because... So many people just loved it. And here's the thing, though. These people haven't heard Uzi in a while. Um, and if we're being honest, and I don't want to assume, but I am going to assume, that most of these people haven't really heard the best of Uzi. There are tons of songs by Uzi that people haven't heard, uh, besides his, like actual like people who actually deeply listen to his music. Like, I Can Drive, uh Dude, some people don't even know about Canadian Goose, which is so good, or uh, Baby Are You Home. There are so many good Uzi songs that just don't get out to the mainstream because people don't listen to them like that. Uh, they just listen to the most popular stuff and the most recent stuff. And that's obviously part of the reason why this album did so well. And he's, he's clearly got great fan loyalty. But regardless, if I'm going to choose any songs for a good that give this album a good reputation, I definitely choose Low Main is the best song of the album, hands down. I love how it starts with the no melody, just the hat coming in, and then boom, everything comes. Low Main is the best on the album. Celebration Station is great as well. Bigger Than Life, Venetia, and obviously P2. I have to choose use Part 2, which is the follow-up to Exotour Life, which is Uzi's biggest, his biggest song ever. And That Way is pretty solid as well, although That Way came out much before it came out long before the album dropped but that way is a good song too but those songs are all i'll repeat them low main celebration station bigger than life venetia part two that way those are those are all great songs they're they're very good songs however um the reason i put well let me get into the shelf song first the one song i if i were uzi i would take off um probably homecoming now at the beginning the melody is really unique and i don't know where he's if he sampled it from somewhere, but it sounds like it. But basically, my problem with this song is the repetition. And it just gets really, 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 really repetitive. And you can argue that uh, You Better Move is probably the same. But for but I just like could see you bet I could see you better move being a crazy lit concert song. Homecoming's kind of like an attempt at a great concert or a lit type song but it just gets too repetitive and at the end of the day it's like it's kind of a meme song in my opinion but i it, it's pretty good it's good at the start but then it just gets repetitive if i were uzi i would have not included this one in the album however this song did really well and i know coming from some from someone who uses tiktok a lot uh this song was huge on tiktok so 
this song definitely got a lot of streams and obviously it did well for Uzi. That's just part of having a great fan base. But overall, this was not a bad album. It wasn't a good album, but it wasn't a bad album. And what I have to say to that is the reason I rank it fifth is because compared to everything else he's put out there, this is just not as good. Um, this is not as good, and the bangers on this album, like the, the best songs, are not as good as the best songs on these other albums, or the album is just, it's just not as consistent as the other albums. But, but it's still a solid project. It was not terrible. It was solid. And it was definitely better than Uzi vs. Uzi vs. The World 2, which was shocking considering the features on Uzi vs. The World 2. So coming in at number four, I have Love Is Rage, which is Uzi's first ever official project. Well, besides the real Uzi, which was back in like 2013, but not many people know about that one. But regardless, this is a this is a very this is a strong project. This is an overall strong project. It's got the occasional few, you know, uh, banging songs with the bangers, and then it's also got, uh, for the most part, the production's very solid, and the songs are consistently pretty pretty good. Uh, this really is classic Uzi. Now, Young Thug is the only feature on this album that's on one song, which I think is really important to notice that he has no features on this, and it it's not just because. Uh, you know, he's kind of getting into the game and stuff. No, he had connections. The thing is, this is really important to defining an artist's sound. Having an album, you know, where it's just yourself with no features or one feature is really important to letting your audience and your viewers know, okay, I can, this is what I can do as an artist. I can do this type of song, this type, blah, 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 blah. It shows your true versatility. So that's why I think this is really important. But I rank this number four because... In terms of the overall quality of the album, it's similar to Eternal Take. They're, I would say they're similar in terms of quality. They're, but the one difference I would say between Eternal Take and Love is Rage is that the good songs on Love is Rage compared to the good songs on Eternal Take, the gap is enormous. The good songs on Love is Rage are 10 times better than the good songs on Eternal Take. And that's, that's, not, that's not even a debate. Um, and really this is the, this is where we first get introduced to Uzi's like hard sub bass type beats, which there were not there little to none of those on eternal take, but his hard sub bass type beats have made some of his biggest songs ever. And these are the songs in my opinion that are the best Lil Uzi songs. Now, for the most part, the songs are good, but obviously there are a few skips on this album. But if I'm going to choose any songs that would give this album a great rep, I would definitely choose 7 a.m., which is definitely the best song on the album. And it's one of my favorite Lil Uzi songs of all time. Enemies is also an amazing song. All My Chains and Safe House are all great, great, great songs. Um, this album is really diverse in terms of song choice. Now, you obviously have the lit Uzi, the really hard distorted 808s, the hard piano melodies and stuff, and the hard bell melodies. But then you also have obviously the hard sub bass ones. Then you have the kind of happier piano Zaytoven type beats like with, with Super Saiyan. And then you also have at the end, Paradise, the song where, you know, it's a kind of a poppy kind of uh, nice happy-go-lucky vibe song with kind of pop drums on it rather than any trap type stuff, which was uh, a nice finish. However, that being said, Paradise is actually the song I would shelve from this project. Um, it's a solid song. It's like a it's like a nice driving around uh, at around six p.m. when the sunset is happening type song. Um, it's a good song. It gets a good song, and obviously it shows Uzi's real versatility because he can sing, which shocker. 
uh, is a huge part of his sound. But this is this song is not fit for this project. It every other song is relative can like be relatively connected. This song is just completely different from the rest. Now I know he's trying to show something there, but maybe he should have released this song as a single instead. I'm not saying he should completely have never released this song. I just think it would have been better if he released it as a single rather than in this out in this project to finish off this project and maybe instead finish it off with a crazy banger with a molly raw production and coming in at number three i have love is rage 2 now this this is where starting at number three this is where the albums start to get really 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 elite level and this is like the proper uzi that we're looking for so this was a great album uh all the the songs are solid throughout and obviously the inclusion of exo tour life his biggest song ever and one of my favorite uzi songs ever uh only helps the case and this album in my opinion is what really 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 showed uzi's true versatility and and this he he did everything in this album he did everything you would ask him you could ask of him and it was great the production was very strong in this album the songs were great he organized the songs in a very good manner like having two as the intro was it's a great intro following it up with a hard banger like 444 plus 222 all great stuff. And, and uh, PSA, when I'm talking about Love is Rage 2, I'm talking about the deluxe because I want to include every single song. Um, they had, he had some solid features on there. Not too many, but he I think it was only three. Pharrell on Neon Guts, The Weeknd on Unfazed, which was my second favorite song from the project, and Oh Wonder on Obviously The Way Life Goes, which was huge. It was, it was, a hum it was huge. But this, this is the type of Uzi we want to see. This was a great project. At the time, it had everyone hyped. He didn't need to hype it up for around two years. And sure, it wasn't subjected to as many leaks as Eternal Take, but he got the job done, and everyone loved it. Now, why I ranked it third? It's a great album. Plenty of bangers. The style isn't too consistent, and and it's it's changed. The style of the songs changed throughout the album. Uh, and they don't, like... You never see like four or five of the same type of song coming in a row. He always changes it up, changes it up, which is really, 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 really important. Um, and the overall song selection, in my opinion, definitely exceeds those in Eternal Take and Love is Rage 1. Um, with way better hits and just in better, in, in general, better songs. It's it's almost like... <laughs> Sound weird when I say this, but it's almost as if love is it's almost as if love is rage one and eternal take had a baby. This this would be the album. Like a, a like a superhuman baby. This would be the album. Um it's a great combination of both and it just is better. It's just flat out better. Um from everything from the production to the vocals to the lyricism to everything. But in terms of my songs for a good rep on this album, obviously Exo Tour Life. Like that's the best song on the album and his best song. Like his most popular songs ever made. Unfazed with The Weeknd is a great song. X is a great song produced by Metro Boomin. Finally getting some real producers out here. Uh, no Sleep Leaks, a banger. Sauce It Up, 20 Minutes, Loaded. These are all songs that blew up. Dark Queen, actually. Notice how I didn't say Dark Queen. Dark Queen was one of his biggest hits, actually. Personally, I was not a huge fan of Dark Queen, but it was. it's really, it's really, it's one of his biggest songs. Uh, I just personally didn't really like the vibe of it. There are other songs that were pretty solid too. Neon Guts was solid. Um, but for the most part, this was your typical Uzi album, just better. Um, this was your good version of an Uzi album. Now coming in at number two, 
And this, personally, this is my favorite Lil Uzi album ever. This, in my opinion, is is my favorite album. I can't say it's his best, though, as much as I want to, because when you're talking about the best album, it's got to be about overall song quality and overall sound quality, production, and all that. you got to take all factors into account. Um, you also have to include popularity and stuff into account and, and the response from the people. But... This is my personal favorite. And at number two, I have the Perfect Love Tape. Now, for me, pretty if, if I'm being 100% honest, there are zero skips on this album. Um, every song is good. I really can't find any bad songs on here. Uh, Do What I Want is on here. That's my favorite Uzi song ever, and that's definitely the best song he's ever made. The production is unreal. Finally, he, this, is, this is when he back when he has Molly Raw cooking things up for him. So this was, a, the production was amazing. And this is, this is really the Lil Uzi Vert we know and we love. Uh, if he were to pro- drop an album like this, let's say today, it would give him a case for top five artists right now in the world. Um, not saying he isn't already. For me, he's my number six. But if he were to drop this album today, it would give him a case. Because this was an overall unbelievable album. Now, he's got some decent features, only three. Cardi, Offset, Future, solid. Cardi and Offset on a song together. Of, of course, we, we ghetto flowers. Um, it was an okay song. Features were all right. The song Future 7 Million was a great song, though. Um, but in terms of why this is second, even though it's my favorite album, um, pretty much what I've, I like, there's not much more I can say about this album. It was amazing. It's, it's, it, this is the level people want to see him perform at. Um, and this was a great follow-up for Louis Evert vs. The World because it showed he could consistently make good songs and not falter. And honestly, if it wasn't for an eternal take, we'd still I'd, I'd personally still see him in the same light. But this is definitely the standards that most Uzi fans hold him to, and this is the standards that I personally hold him to. Albums like these where there's a good diversity of songs, but for the most part, they're hard, hard songs. Um, but the songs I think give this album a good rep, <laughs> I could really say every song, but obviously I'm going to choose four or five that I personally love. That's Do What I Want. It's amazing. I Can Drive, uh, Original Uzi, Erase Your Social, 7 Million, all amazing, amazing songs. And even the other songs that I didn't mention are good. You're Lost, Rhonda, Sideline Watching. There, there's just some great songs. But now, what song would I shelve off such a good project? Now, I would probably shelve Money Mitch. Even though I really like Money Mitch. It's a great song. Um, But I would probably shelve it. Uh, It it sort of pains me to say this, as this still is a really, really good song. But in comparison to the songs on the rest of the project, this really, Money Mitch really is the weak point. Uh, It's a Zaytoven beat. Um... It's, it's the weakest point on this album. And even though the production's great, the melody's great, the song is kind of bland and a little repetitive. Not even repetitive. It's just bland. It's just boring compared to the rest of the songs on the album. But in this album, in general, Uzi's really melodic, and he really takes his melodics and his vocals to the next level really here on this album. Um, but in terms of Money Mitch, it's just like a standard rap song nothing really special it's good but it's but it's 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 not as great as everything else else in the album that being said if i was playing this on shuffle in my car 
I would still let it play just because it's still a solid song. And finally, coming in at number one or Lil Uzi Vert's best album he has ever made is Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World. Now, while this isn't my favorite Uzi album, it's probably my second favorite, it is 100% his best album. There are literally no skips. No skips on this album. And it's straight good songs. Songs are well produced. They're clearly thought out. The lyrics are clearly well written. And for all the right reasons, this is the reason why Uzi blew up. This was the album that took him to stardom. And for every single right reason. It, it was an amazing album. There aren't any features, but this is the type of album I was referring to it earlier when I was talking about Love is Rage, when define, really defining an artist's sound and stuff. This is really the album that does that. It's, it's an overall amazing album. It shows Uzi's real versatility. Um, but he doesn't need features. He really doesn't need features. He, he doesn't need features at all on this album. Uh, and even if he had, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he had features, but at the end of the day, it, it wouldn't have made a big difference is what I'm saying. It's why I ranked this first. <laughs> it's no questions, no question as to why I ranked this first. This is what, this album is what defines Lil Uzi Vert as an artist. If I, if you were to come up to me and ask me, Hey, my friends are listening to this guy Lil Uzi Vert and I'm interested in him. Which, which album should I listen to first or which what music of his should I listen to first that would give me the best impression of this guy? I would send you to this album. Easy. This album will make someone fall in love with this artist. And in terms of the songs for good rep, I mean, every song is a song for good rep. But my personal favorites are probably Canadian Goose, Money Longer, Baby Are You Home, P's and Q's, High Roller. Um, you Was Right. See, actually, mm, actually. So, I, you may have noticed I didn't include You Was Right on that. Now, You Was Right is a very good song. And if I'm with my friends or something and we're bumping it in the car, of course I can listen to You Was Right. I hit it from the back. Right? It's a good song. But I was never a huge fan of it. Person, personally, it's a little too slow for me. I like it when Uzi goes like a little harder and faster. But still, like it's still a great song. And the production as well is great. And And... This is one of the songs that really blew Uzi up. He was right. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't really fit my vibe. But for other people, it works really well. Now, just like on the last, on the Perfect Love Tape, which song could I possibly shelve from this project, from such a good project? For me, it's going to have to be Team Rocket. Now, this is a good song. But personally, it's, it's not even that this is a bad song or a weak point of the album. This is just personally my least favorite song on the album. Um... This is clear. This is one hundred percent opinionated, and the sub bass on this song slaps. It slaps, but uh, rather than that, like choppy uh, stutter hat that is used, I would have rathered a more consistent hat. Hi hat, I'm talking about consistent hi hat that would have made it a little bit better because the melody's solid and stuff. But I think if uh, the production had included a faster paced hi hat rather than the kind of stutter steps, I think this would have been a classic Uzi song. Uh, like a cla like a money longer type classic because it was a great song but in terms of, but just wrapping up these rankings i had number six louis vert versus the world which was the deluxe of eternal take number five eternal take number four love is rage number three love is rage two number two the perfect love tape and number one louis vert versus the world if you want to go listen to Uzi for the first time, I highly recommend that you listen to Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World and The Perfect Love Tape. Those two in particular stand out much more than the others simply for the fact that there are just no bad songs. 
In all the other ones, there are some songs where, you know, they're kind of your standard 2018 on rap songs or modern trap songs that are like, yeah, they're all right, they're cool or whatever. But in these songs, in these albums, nothing is wrong. Everything is great. And if, if you're a new, new listener, definitely go listen to those two projects and the songs that I recommended. The best song on the Perfect Love Tape is Do What I Want. Louis vs. the World, it's definitely Canadian Goose. But go listen to go listen to those songs if you're new. And those will really give you a good idea of Uzi as an artist. And also, they will 100% make you a big Uzi fan. I No question about that. But now I want to move on to talking about Uzi's style or his lyricism. So, Uzi is a very, very, very versatile rapper. And I've used the word versatile very consistently throughout this podcast because it is the best word I can use to describe him. Um, he can sing. He's got the great. He's got great vocals. He's clearly got a natural voice for rapping. Um, his voice sounds like a little robotic. It's got like a little hint of auto tune, but at the same time, he's a good enough singer to make it work. Like his voice is like a much better version with much less auto tune of Travis Scott. Um, he he he's just perfectly combines the little bit of auto tune that you need for solid rap, rap vocals or respected rap vocals today, along with just a great voice. But I think ar- arguably his his best aspect of his lyricism and, and his rapping abilities is his flow. Now, Uzi has a very, very fast flow. He can be extremely, extremely versatile with his flow. He can go slow and more melodic. Then he can go fast and hard. He can literally do anything you ask him to. He can make any type of songs. He's almost a Drake-type build, just minus the kind of sappy love songs that Drake can make or the Latina-type vibe. Actually, even Uzi could hit Latina vibes. But just he's just missing that one sort of aspect of, the, of Drake. But I would say Uzi right now is definitely one of the most versatile... Uh, and multi-dimensional artists in the game today in terms of lyricism, which which helps. It makes him that much better than your standard one-dimensional artist like King Von, for example. And people who are listening to this might not even know who King Von is, but let's just say King Von can only do one thing, and that's rap very hard. And uh, he can rap in his T-Grizzly-type beats. Uh, we not from 63rd, all that stuff, but he can only do one thing, right? So... Luzi can do like five or six different things, which is all the more better. Um, in terms of his actual lyricism in his lyrics, they're not great, but like he does, he doesn't have crazy bars or anything. Um, but his flow and his vocals definitely make up for that. So he can basically just he could even be talking about random stuff, but just the pure sound of his you know ad libs and 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 his voice just make make everything so much better. That sounds really weird, but it's true. Like. Uzi's flow and his vocals, his his melodics, 100% make up for the fact that he uses average, stereotypical 2010s, modern era rap bars. Nothing special going on here. But overall, a great, great, melodical, but at the same time, very, very, very hard rapper. Now the final verdict. Should you listen to Lil Uzi Vert? And my answer for you, my honest answer, is yes. This, in my opinion, is one of the best artists of our generation, me being 17 years old, uh, the early 2000s babies. This, this is one of the best artists of our generation. Everything about him really works and fits into well 
with what the modern rap game is like. He's got a great quick flow. He uses great beats. And most importantly, he's got that rock star persona uh, that everyone really loves and idolizes in a sense. Um, he's really a whole vibe. <laughs> but in terms of what I would grade him as an artist, taking everything into account, uh, what he's put out, uh, his actual style, his style, his lyricism, his flow, all that, I would probably grade him about a 96 out of 100. He is a 96 overall, which is an A. Um, he's too many bangers and too many great songs not to be this high rated. He should, he 100% justifiably this high. Um, but because of, honestly, the one thing that is holding me from putting him at an A+, plus, so a 98, 99, is Eternal Intake. And simply because of how much Eternal Take was hyped up, which is not his fault, his fans hyped it up for him, and simply his performance, um, that is what keeps him from an A-plus at me because he did not do well on that. He did not do great on that. Even though it was a solid project, he didn't do his best work. And if he had, say, kept consistent with his previous work and all his other albums, I probably would have had him at a 98, 99 overall. But... He's a solid artist, and he's, got, he's very multidimensional, and overall, should you listen to Uzi? Yes. Go check him out, and no, I'm not sponsored or pr promoting Uzi or anything. Just honestly, go listen to Lil Uzi Vert. He's a great artist, and he's going to help make some of the best times of your life. I know my best friend's a huge Uzi fan, diehard, and we've just had so many great times listening to Lil Uzi Vert. So go check him out. Make sure you listen to Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World and The Perfect Love Tape first, though. Those are his best projects. But in general, that is that is Lil Uzi, and he's an amazing, amazing artist. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Be sure to check out our website in the description along with my YouTube, SoundCloud, and socials at Dylan Beats, D-Y-L-A-N Beats, and at 808 Mindset. We are all on all platforms, so it would be much appreciated if you went and give us a follow. And I'll see you next time in the 808 Mindset.